Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 543, air date March 22nd, 2020. Um, so my first question is, why is this technology not the standard way that they do research now? I mean, it seems like you would be able to greatly simplify it uh, because you could, you know, say you have an idea as to, you know, a compound from a particular uh, ingredient, how it's going to work on a various system or, or a part of your body or, you know, against a disease or against a type of cancer. So if you have the ability to, uh, to, to synthesize that and put that into, you know, like a, like a program that can, uh, that can tell you whether it's not, not it's going to work, that seems like it should save you an incredible amount of time, an incredible amount of money. Uh, you know, the research, the grants that they, the uh, pharmaceutical companies get from the, uh, the government could be used towards something else. Uh, maybe putting uh, uh, research into drugs and diseases that, you know, at this point are low in the totem pole. Why is that not being used across the board rather than well, having to go through the animals? You asked a really, really good question. Look, what happens in this world, I just want to check something here. Yeah, sure. what happens in this world is this, right? We live in a world right now, and you're seeing it play out with this coronavirus, okay? We live in a world right now where there is the, the, the healthcare, the medical system is a feudal environment. It is, the, the, you know, there's a lot of well-meaning people go to get their MD degrees, but frankly, the entire system of Western medicine, if you actually, you know, take uh, the veil away and really look at it what it is it's really a system of medicine that was created um, not for prevention not for really uh, healing the body it was created in a crisis model yeah but even if you if you take away the money if you go back to the Crimean War the history of Western medicine was actually the mother of Western medicine was Florence Nightingale Florence Nightingale was not a nurse she was a member of the Royal Society of Statistics she was watch, She was. She was observing that when soldiers died, were dying, uh, were getting shot on the battlefield in the Crimean War. That it was when they came into the hospital, they were dying there because of the horrible conditions of hospitals, like the horrible conditions of hospitals, by the way, in Italy. Okay, you don't want to get stuck in an Italian hospital. Okay, it was obviously worse in in, in the Crimean time. And so she was the one who said, okay, we need to get these soldiers back on the field. That was sort of the goal. And so they created, you know, uh, you know, hygiene, cleaned up the environment, etc. Um, but that was to, the entire goal of Western medicine was to put the soldier back on the field. Crisis medicine, after his hand was blown up, right? After some horrible event occurred. So if you look at that origin, Western medicine is really based on after you get into an accident. Maybe you get, God forbid, you get your arm blown off, right? God forbid you're in the late stages of cancer. God, right? antibiotics, steroids, chemotherapy, this, it's like a war against your body, right? So that is very different than a system of medicine which sort of understood the body as a system, said, okay, all disease can be related to diet and food, you know, learning how to live in harmony with nature. I'm not saying one is better than the other. Each have their particular views. God forbid something disastrous occurred, you want, you know, microsurgery and transplants and all this amazing stuff. But in the broad set of things, you want to be able to handle the body as a system. So the, the point is that when you look at the way that drug development goes, right, or the way that we care for a patient, the MD's training is to look at you as an, and the healthcare system as an opportunity to treat the body as parts. So if you come in with a headache, 
okay, uh, maybe you need to go see a psychologist. Maybe you need to go see a psychiatrist. Maybe you need to go see a neuroendocrinologist. Maybe you need to go see, and you know what I'm saying? You, you get triage and the healthcare model because of big insurance and big hospitals wants you to check off as many boxes as you come in because that's more money. So that's what it's become. So when you look at a technology, look, when, when I was creating email, when I, I've always been about 15 years with all humility ahead of, uh, in, in terms of the future. When you look at the invention of email, I remember when I was creating it in that medical school, these old doctors would say, ah, this email stuff's gonna die. Why are you wasting um, our time with this, right? I love just going to my secretary and t dictating to her. She writes a letter, she types it out, and it's interesting. So, you know, for pharma companies, what are you talking about? I can use a computer to model it. No, we get, you know, you know, we raise $40 million, we do test tube, then we raise another $100 million and we kill a bunch of animals. Then we file our IND, we bring in 20 gazillion lawyers. You know what I'm saying? They're on a locomotive. People forget it's very hard culturally to change a methodology because people get used to it. Yeah. So what Cytosolve is, it's a completely different way of doing it. It's saying, look, let us understand the mechanisms of action. Because right now the way they build medicine is they basically it's like a hunter going and shooting a bunch of stuff, something falls out of the sky, then after the fact they explain why that worked. Okay? That's what goes on. It's no different than if a if 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 we built airplanes where I come up with a wing design and I threw you in. Remember those old cartoon oh, yeah. movies? I'm and then you oh, the right brothers. Right. Oh he died. Well that died. Let's try something else, right? So that is typically um, the, the system that takes place, right? It's an yeah. old model of medicine. I mean, oh, it's an old model of development. When the computer came, there were companies who said, I'm gonna use a computer to design my aircraft, right? Long before I do wind tunnel testing, long before I do test pilots. No one would ever today think of not doing everything on the computer, right? Building a car, right? Well, medicine is backwards still. So when we created Cytosolve, even on my own committee at MIT, you had a lot of old timers. I had to kick one professor off my committee because there are people who live in the old worlds, like this guy, Anthony Fauci, okay? Who's advising yes. President Trump. The guy has been there way too long. You know, his view of the immune system, his view of pharma and vaccines is why we have a lockdown right now, in my opinion, okay? And we are not looking at the fact that we're living in the 21st century. We need to be able to understand personalized medicine and balance that with the, with the economic health. And that's why you need engineering systems guys like me because we study things as a system. I'm not saying we uh, denigrate these biologists who are studying the parts, we need them too. But it's very different than an architect than the guy who's doing the washer on the plumbing system in the house, right? We need that person, but we need someone to understand the overall architecture and how systems work. So when you, you also need the, the, the plumber as well as the electrician as well as the foundation. I mean, every single piece in and of itself is very important, but you've got to right. have the whole picture in order to make sure it works. Right. So, so the bottom line is um, biology underwent a revolution in 2003 when the Genome Project ended. Mm -hmm. Up until then, we had a model of biology which was a central dogma theory. That's what it was called, the dogma theory. <laughs> Top-down top model. It was a Soviet-like model, which was an understanding that the cell was a circle with a center in it, command and control. It had the DNA, and the, and the DNA told um, the cellular system what to do, right? Everything came out 
of the DNA, okay? That's where it came from. And that model, believe it or not, was mimicked in how we ran organizations. You had the CEO, typically men, around them secretaries telling, I mean, think about how organizations, it's a 1950s sure. model, right? Yeah. So it's very interesting how the zeitgeist of these things mimic each other. So, but however, in 2003, what we learned was, look, we actually have the same number of genes as a little lowly worm. We only have 20,000 genes. Biologists had thought complexity was a function of the number of parts, genes. But when that uh, discovery took place, it flipped biology on its head. And it re realized it's not the number of parts you or I or a worm has that makes the uh, difference in complexity. It is the interconnections of those parts. And that led into a field called systems biology, okay? Which said, we need to understand these interconnections. And at that point in 2003 is when the National Science Foundation said, can you create a technology to model the whole human cell? And that was why I came back to MIT and, you know, and I love this stuff because I love taking on big challenges. And that resulted in Cytosol. And uh, we're, gonna, we're revolutionizing medicine. People thought email was big. Cytosol is equally or bigger because it's a completely different way to do it. And for me, what's exciting about it is that it's a sort of back to the future. I saw my grandmother do this in her own way, how she would observe your body. Uh, it, it was a different model and then figure out what were the right combinations of medicine for you. And I'm doing it from a digital medicine way. Wow. I, I just saw somebody in the chat say that you should be advising President Trump, and I tend to agree. Let me just run through these super chats real yep. quick. Casey Collier says, uh, thank you, Red Pill 78 Did you all see the DOJ trending on Twitter? Yes, I did see what the DOJ is trending on Twitter for, and that's pretty incredible. Chris Hawkins says, I don't know what's so impressive about, about all this. I trained a dog to bite me. I'm a mailman. My goodness, what a fantastic list. Hats off to Dr. Shiva. Bravo. A little bit of sarcasm at the beginning. Sharon Correa, thank you for that. Rook Castle says, sorry, Mrs. Pence actually tested negative. Uh, Doug F610 says, Shiva for Senate, the system, and revolution. Stella Knows says, Kansas City area given a stay-at-home order starting Tuesday for 30 days. Just received a notice a few hours ago sending email to... Uh, and then Sherry Gray 518 is joined as a, uh, a member. And then Diane Merton says, use your power for good. So, yeah, I, I would like to know why you're uh, why you're not out there advising President Trump and his administration. I mean, it seems to me that right now with uh, the team, I think a lot of people uh, watching the show would like to believe that we can trust the uh, judgment of the president, the people that he brings in. But I have seen some people uh, a little concerned about the, uh, the, the members of the CV-19 task force and who is advising him. You know, uh, he's he's talked about this uh, potential treatment uh, in uh, chloroquine, uh, and it seems that the gentleman you just mentioned, Fauci, is kind of poo-pooing the idea. He, he thinks that uh, they shouldn't be using that. I mean, what do you see when you see these people on stage and, and the people that are advising the president on this? Look, I, I'm a guy who's been creating the future my whole life, you know? Uh, and what that means is when you looked at the invention of email, it was going from paper to electronic. Um, many years later, you know, 1993, one of the first companies I did was, you know, I have a degree in art and design out of the MIT Media Lab. Now, if I weren't doing this, I'd probably be an artist and doing writing. Um, and so at that time, uh, when I, uh, in 1993, we created a technology, a platform to let artists go direct. A lot of my friends were artists. Remember, most artists, if they're musicians or artists, they need a Weinstein. Yeah. <laughs> right? And they have to... Well, not a Weinstein anymore. <laughs> right, not a Weinstein. But I'm saying these gatekeepers are the ones... And so my idea was when the internet came, we created the first portal for artists to go direct because I, I saw the exploitation that was taking place. 
And then in, in, in around that time, I also created a technology, couldn't get away from email. The second my uh, uh, life with email was to analyze emails and to automatically sort it and route it. I did it originally for the White House and we built that to a $250 million company. Essentially what we today call email management. That was creating the future. And Cytosolve is creating the future. You know, we're at a point in our development where we need people like plumbers, electricians, people who work with their hands. You know, I just got a call. You know, our videos are going viral. I, I got a call from an 84-year-old man in Wisconsin this morning. And he, and he said, hi, is this Dr. Shiva? He goes, I, he goes, I didn't think you'd pick up the phone. And he proceeded to tell me he grew up on a small shack, very poor, how his, you know, he, he became a lumberjack. He was a farmer and he'd seen my videos and he wanted help, okay? Uh, understand, but as a, he reminded me no different than my grandparents who were poor farmers in, you know, in India or landscapers who I grew, grew up with in New Jersey. So, you know, hardworking people. And he said, the only thing we can trust is people who make stuff with their hands and their mind. These lawyer lobbyists, you know, and we keep electing these scumbags. I'm sorry, that's what they are. 60% of them are people who don't know how to create anything. They can't fix a light bulb, you know, they can't screw in a light bulb, they can't fix, you know, their, they, can, they can fix nothing. Right. And yet, we as American people, who actually do know these skills, keep outsourcing our future to these people. And when you have a crisis like this, and you see what's going on, this is where you realize you need people who actually are, are understand physics and engineering and science and plumbing and electricity. You see, when you look at Washington, who was a surveyor or uh, was a farmer, when you look at uh, Jefferson, who studied, I mean, these guys studied stuff. They were children of the Enlightenment, right? They studied physics and engineering. How many of these guys know any of this? And so it's up to everyone listening to ask themselves, when you look at what's going on with the coronavirus, how does anyone in that administration even, I don't believe anyone around the president has a clear idea of what the immune system is. They don't. So if, if you don't understand, let's, let's pull away all the bullshit. What the hell is the immune system? What is actually going on? Now, 99% of doctors, many of them are, you don't, by the way, you don't have to be that smart to be a doctor. You just have to be able to follow protocols because the current <laughs> medical education is very medieval. It's you slog it out, two years of you know, book training, the two years of hell, and then you do some residency, okay? So let's put this in context. The, when they get their MD degree, this guy freaking doesn't know a lot. He has studied if this, this, if this, and that's why they can be converted to AI, okay? And the concept of AI and medicine has been around for, for a long time. So the real issue here is who is advising all of us, okay? What is actually freaking going on? And what you realize is the average MD, if you ask them, how does a, a vaccine work? And what is a virus? They'll say, oh, the virus, this is what, and this is what they convey to everyone listening, is that the virus has big teeth. It's like an alligator. And the, and the virus is going and eating your tissues. It's eating away your lung tissue, right? And the vaccine blocks it, right? This is what people think. It's a very medieval, dark age idea, but this is what's circulating. And if you have even most of the people out there, including people like Sanjay Gupta, okay? Nice guy, I've talked to him. But he doesn't has no understanding of what the immune system is. The reality is when you take a systems biology approach, 
the latest of understanding the immune system, which, you know, that's why the National Science Foundation four months ago invited, asked me to give their distinguished lecture because most people don't know these interconnections. And what you find is that the immune system in its normal mode, it's able to handle all sorts of viruses because we grew up with microbes and we emerged out of the soup of viruses and bacteria and we're multiplying, we're here. We are the, if you want to put the top of the heap, if you believe that, okay? But the point is that the immune system is constantly dealing with all sorts of pathogens. We have 380 trillion viruses inside ourselves. We keep thinking the word virus is some horrible word, okay? This is this narrative that's been built up by the pharma industrial complex, right? To scare us. It's like the old, you know, um, you know, I think, what is it, the Wizard of Oz, right? Remember the scary thing and everyone? That's what yeah. they've created, the CDC in particular. People like Fauci, okay? And they've created this horror show. That's what viruses are. And then based on that, you must listen to me. And then they destroy anyone who goes who exposes their fake science. So when you look at this, the immune system, actually, it's a dysfunctional and weakened immune system that attacks its own body. This is what's going on. So when a virus comes in, they're constantly coming in. The, the virus is trying to survive. It wants to take over your cellular machinery and replicate itself. In fact, doesn't destroy the tissue. It comes in, replicates, continues, comes in, replicates, continues. It is when our immune system doesn't just destroy the virus, but it also starts destroying our own tissues. Because what happens is, and there's many reasons this occurs, if you eat a high sugar diet, horrible diet, you know, high blood sugar, right? You're taking certain drugs, your body's natural immune systems, the macrophages and T cells are repressed down. You have really three systems, put it simply. Your macrophages, your innate, your cytokines, and then you have this, these things called T cells and B cells. Well, if these two get knocked down, the other one tries to make up for it. And the cytokines unleash, unleash the attack, not only on the virus particle, but yourself, okay? And that is what is causing destruction. So this is what people need to understand. And I say it this way, so if the president's listening, he needs to understand this. And everyone needs to understand what Fauci has been doing his whole illustrious career. He's been, he, I don't know if you know, he built this entire career supporting a really, really fraudulent scientist called Robert Gallo, okay? Who's a guy who created, who's the one who, had, who was brought up on scientific misconduct for, uh, for uh, stealing essentially the French HIV virus and creating a bogus HIV test, okay? Okay. And Peter Duisberger, who's truly an eminent scientist, you know, was given, I think, given um, a tenured Berkeley at 39, National Academy of Sciences at 40, a serious scientist was questioning, wait a minute, does HIV really cause AIDS? Okay, when it was popular and Fauci was hanging around with Bono, okay? Okay. Like the U2 artist? Yes, trying to <laughs> build up the entire thing, you know, AIDS, AIDS, running AIDS concerts, right? Right, right. That's what these guys do because they're actually inferior scientists. They've learned how to kiss ass and move up through the academic model, which is basically the oldest profession now, chasing grants. And that's, that's where Fauci has emerged from. He's a political animal. And he created his entire career on as though 
he's the one who stopped you know aids okay when the entire aids paradigm we should talk about was built on a faulty science hi the correlation between hiv causing aids and if you question this they called you an aids denialist like they call yes. you a holocaust denier right yeah. etc they associate you know hitler with all of this right mm -hmm. very amazing how they do this but the reality is you know 30 percent of africa is hiv positive not everyone's dying okay they've created a boogeyman aids is suppression acquired immune deficiency syndrome where you do such horrible things to your body that your immune system gets suppressed at the time in the 70s and 80s most gays and this is i don't care if it's politically incorrect were very promiscuous people were having 1500 different partners massive amounts of drugs people were burning out their immune systems okay that burning out you had all sorts of viruses okay but they wanted to correlate along with the cds oh hiv causes aids and they were never able to prove this with what is called cox postulate so when i came to mit to do my PhD in 2003. I remember we were having my systems biology class and the John Essigman, who's a professor, you know, we were talking about viruses and about the AIDS virus. And I, you know, asked in a room full of 40 people, I said, John, what about the fact that Peter Duisberg says that HIV does not cause AIDS? And the whole class became absolutely quiet. And, but John was good, good. He goes, look, he goes, I know Peter Duisberg. He's a very, very respected scientist. And he proceeded to explain to the class how Koch's postulates, which say that in order to show causality, you have to go down these postulates, was never fulfilled. Wow. Okay. But Fauci, and the, he, he's a master, him and Gallo convinced the press that HIV causes AIDS, like this, this became religion. Billions of dollars were spent. A lot of nonprofits made a shitload of money. Okay? When the reality is HIV, as Duisberg said, is a very common virus. Okay? It's frankly a harmless virus. And AIDS. So I used to, my sister is a Harvard trained MD. And when I put all the pieces together in the mid 90s, I said, this doesn't make any sense. And she said, oh, no, you don't understand. Well, 10 years later, you know what they started? She goes, you know, I agree with you. So the, now they call it AIDS-related diseases. You see like the climate change thing. They yes, start changing yes. the terminology. That's how scummy these people are. So we live in a world uh, where people make everything scientific consensus. Of course, HIV causes AIDS. Of course, CO2 is a pollutant, okay? Of yes. course, GMOs are safe. So they create this science is settled and you shut the hell up, which is not academic free speech. So they create fake science. And then ultimately it destroys our health, right? So we create unhealthy people who can't fight for freedom and without freedom, you can't really get to truth. That's why we call our campaign for truth, freedom and health. So that's what Fauci comes from. And, but no one is able to challenge him because if you do, he controlled all the grant money. So all these peons, you know, all these academics shut the hell up. Yeah. Because the entire academic, you know, they focus on their thing. They're getting their grant money. They got kids to send to school and they zip up their mouth. So we don't really have scientists anymore. We have a bunch of paid prostitutes of science. And that's what they are. I believe it. I that's what's happened, 100%. you know. And Fauci is the face of all of this. He is the face of the decadence of academia. He's a face of big pharma. And he's a face of wanting to vaccinate the shit out of everyone. Why? Because the entire UN agenda, the Sustainable Development Goals agenda, and you can see it, it's right out there. Mm 
has 17 utopian goals. We achieve utopia, right? By the way, this is how pharma works. They always say we're going to help these people, all these poor people, all these darkies in India and Africa. We're the missionaries going to help them. That's why let's go vaccinate the hell out of them. Okay, Bill Gates is Bill Gates and Zuckerberg are the new missionaries. They're the new saviors of the world, right? Yeah, yeah. So they build up these wonderful narratives, and behind them is pharma beautifully coming right in. So if you think about it, from an investment standpoint, okay, let's crash the U.S. economy four or five trillion dollars. But you know what? Wow, seven point two billion people after this amazing PR campaign. That's what this is. This, what we're witnessing right now is a performance art piece. That's what we're witnessing. China will make money because they produce a lot of the pharmaceutical adjuvants. The deep state makes money. And at the end of it, they're going to come into your home and say, you know, we got to vaccinate you. And your stupid neighbors will say, yeah, hey, you, you better get vaccinated, Zach. Yeah. And, you're, and I may not give you your driver's license. So the, this, what we're witnessing right now before our very eyes is total fascism in play. And it's brought to you by Emperor Fauci. And by the way, that term that I just said is not only me saying that. I, I've been getting, I can't, I've been getting so many calls from some of the highest levels people in government telling me, Shiva, please keep doing your videos. You know, uh, the, basically what's going on is the health policy of this country is being controlled by one freaking little fascist. Fauci, okay? He's an arrogant guy who thinks he knows better. Donald Trump has really good instincts, okay? He had instincts, you know, that's how he fought the Russia collusion nonsense. He had instincts on the impeachment issue. This thing, these guys are trying to play Jedi mind techniques on him. But I think Trump still has very good instincts. So when you look at the two ingredients that they found, well, the good thing, I think they're both generics, by the way, you know? Yeah. So there, you know, you know, we could run it through Cytosol actually this week and find out why they're working. But there are many combinations like that. You know, if you look at vitamin A, vitamin D, I today, I think tomorrow, everyone's been asking me, what can I do for myself? Tomorrow, I'm going to be releasing a report that I'm going to be actually um, uh, submitting to the White House on Good. a proposal for a plan for immune health and economic health. They're integrated. These are two systems that are intimately tied. Um, and in that document, I'm going to make that fully public. People can look at it. It actually has how we should triage this whole thing. It's very simple, actually. And then what people can do for themselves, if you have corona, what you can do, if you believe you're in the immunocompromised group, which I very defined what you can do. So everyone listening, just wait, please, uh, for the next 24, maximum 48 hours. And this document will be delivered. You know, we're going to FedEx it uh, to the White House. But I'm going to make it fully transparent and accessible. But it has the protocols that I would do, okay? That I want, you know, you have to put a big disclaimer these days, right? right. It is not my medical advice I, if you want to go get. But I am going to be sending it to the president to offer that. But I'm going to make it public, right, with the disclaimer on it. But it is based on an understanding of how the cellular system works, on how you can protect and support antiviral behavior from natural substances, how you can protect your outside of your cell um, you know, membrane so viruses don't get in. And this is what we should be talking about. But you don't have any of this discussion. You have this guy Fauci, who's buddies with Moderna here in Cambridge, who's funded them, and the CDC's funded them. The whole thing is a freaking racket. People need to wake the F up. 
The CDC is a revolving door with pharma, the Gates Foundation, the Clinton Global Initiative, right? And all of these guys, their singular goal, forget even conspiracy for a second, is, the, is, is dollars, 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 okay? And as a side effect, if we get to consolidate power, to do that through control, even the better, because it's more power, profit, and control for them. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, give me just one second. Let me do these uh, last couple of super chats. Uh, let's see. We had uh, Trisha Q. Patriot, Texas, says a cure for pancreatic cancer. More info, please. She'd like to know about that. Uh, Frosty the Bear says, stuffing for your mattress. I'm 20 minutes late. It's okay. You can always rewind. Thank you for that. Andy Bond, thank you. Val29, who can solve the toilet paper mystery? Uh, Andy Pond again, thank you. Maureen G says, so excited for Dr. Shiva to represent Massachusetts. I'm a big supporter and will do all I can to support you. Where we go one, we go all. Uh, Frank says, I love you, Dr. Shiva. I just wish you were native born and can run for president. Uh, Casey Collier says, I had testicular cancer in 2014 with chemotherapy and donating my left testicle. I wish I had met you before that, doctor. Uh, Brian Fultz says, I'm going out camping in my RV next weekend. Take, can't take the smell of my house anymore. You've been inside, stuck a little bit, Brian. EM2 Dave says, 65 COPD, high blood pressure equals see ya on the other side if I get it. Uh, Brian Fultz says, anyone ship out on a USMC to Djibouti or whatever? That's what my house smells like. Angel Eyes says, does being a vegetarian help the immune system? Uh, Kiss a Kitty says, what is a good way to keep a healthy immune system if you don't have a lot of money and you're in your 60s? Uh, Carol Callahan, thank you for joining as a member. Same to Lorraine Ross. And the Mikado 16 says, will you adopt me? You're a legend. Thank you. I'm not sure if that's for me or Dr. Shiva, but... Carol Callahan says, uh, what does your guest think about the WHO? We'll get into that. Um, Mikado16 says, where can we find you and how can we support? Behold a Pale Horse, thank you for the donation. And Patriot Production says, ask Dr. Shiva about glutathione. First of all, where can people go to find that report once you publish it? And even more so, where can they go to support you in your run for Massachusetts? Right. I, I mean, I, I don't know if you want to, I mean, we can share a screen or, but, but if people want to help, you can go to Shiva for Senate. There's, you know, I have two integrated lives, but two lives, and you know, I still work. I get up at four or five in the morning. I run, you know, three different companies. One company, Cytosolve, where we work to really understand molecular mechanisms. I, you know, I love this stuff. Um, so if you, uh, the other company I run is Systems Health, which we've created a whole new way of teaching anyone. We've retrained me medical doctors, acupuncturists, um, you know, chiropractors surgeons there's a different way to look at the body and that is called systems health so if people want to know all the things i'm doing they can go to my personal website v is in victor a shiva.com um but on right now you know i'm running for u.s senate on the model of we need to get rid of all these lawyer lobbyists we need everyday working people people who know how to solve problems like myself and like you and that's shiva for senate.com and if you go to shiva for senate.com um, you can join us as an out-of-state volunteer. We have many activities you can do. You can donate money. But in my view, I, it's very difficult for me to take something for nothing. Uh, it's just basically, it doesn't feel right, you know? Sure. Um, but so when you give me money, I think we have it on there, even if you give me 25 bucks, I give you actually a book called System and Revolution. In many ways, it's sort of a, a piece of my life's work, really teaching you all the things I learned over the last 40 years, distilling it down to what I can teach anyone, which is how to understand what's called principles of systems. 
And you can apply these principles for your body. You can apply it to understand a computer, you know, your, your thermostat, anything. Their systems are common. They're universal systems. And then I give you a tool where you can use it to understand how those systems principles operate in your body to understand a foods affect your particular balance point and how you can bring your body into balance. It's not a medical thing, but it's even deeper than that. So that's what I offer you. So go, everyone should go to Shiva for Senate um, and support yourself, frankly. This is a campaign for you. Um, it's, it, our campaign in Massachusetts is turning out not to just be a US Senate election against this guy called Ed Malarkey, who's running against AOC. <laughs> and it, yeah, and, and, but he's running on the Democrat side. He's got a Democrat uh, challenger called Joe, Joe, Joe Kennedy. Okay, <laughs> who's a third in the line of a Kennedy? He's already got a fifty-one million dollar trust fund. Never has worked a day in his life. The nephew of Bobby Kennedy, you know the 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 anyway. These guys, the Kennedys, think they're the only ones who can be you know, represent us. It's total nonsense. I think John Kennedy was a great guy, um, but all the other Kennedys since then have fallen. The apple's fallen way far from the yeah. tree. But I'm Kennedy running for U.S. Senate. And, and people should support this because it's about taking back our country in many ways in what it was meant to be, producers versus parasites, people who solve problems versus people who create problems. That's what this is going to be about. When we have a crisis like this and everyone's frozen, that's why I think you know, it's been fascinating to watch because the knowledge we started sharing is what the government or pe the leaders used should be doing. This yes. is the immune system. This is how you can take care of yourselves. And it shouldn't be top-down. We should stop outsourcing ourselves to these people. And that's really what the lesson is going to emerge from this. So when people want to know what they can do, when you have all of this sickness taking place, ultimately, you know, all disease is one disease. It's all one disease, guys. Western medicine puts these nice little labels on all these diseases. Why? Because you can charge for it. And you can create a medicine for it. But ultimately, all disease is one disease, which is solved through diet and nutrition. It's food is truly medicine. And we need to start taking control of what we put in our mouth, but also start realizing the stuff that we're putting in our mouth is also getting effed up because of the dirty air, dirty water, and dirty food. Brought to you by the lawyer lobbyist scumbags, who we, who we keep voting in. You know what's funny is that uh, I've, I've thought about this in the past, uh, that the... Um the, dis the decline of our country has almost singularly been the result of the rise of lawyers throughout the uh, administrative portion of our government, uh, you know, and even in the elected branch as well. But uh, they, they come in, they know how to manipulate the law, uh, and they know how to manipulate people. And now they've taken it from the courtroom and they've put it on this national scale. Yeah. Uh, they, they manipulate the systems that they themselves work in. And it's become really, really frustrating. You know, we just had a story this past week about several uh, elected representatives who took the classified briefings that they were given in regards to CV-19 and what was coming. And they sold millions of dollars in stock. You know, some of them Democrats, some of them Republicans. It just shows you that the swamp is universal. You know, corruption is corruption and it doesn't care what party you're in. Uh, but, it, I mean, what can we do about that? I, I well, mean, let me tell you what we can do about it. You know, um, when I took my MIT PhD exam, you know, I'm, you know engineering, what's, what's interesting about it, I'm not saying, by the way, 
uh, at the senior most levels at MIT, it's also becoming corrupt. The president of MIT took money from Jeffrey Epstein after he knew he was convicted, okay? Wow. But one of the differences is in uh, what's cool about engineering or plumbing or math or when you run a company, small business folks, if you don't do stuff right, you're not gonna get paid, right? Mm -hmm. Airplanes fall out of the sky, bridges fall, so we're accountable. But lawyers and politicians, if you notice, they're not accountable for anything. You go to a lawyer and you say, okay, he, he walks in and goes, look, you need to give me a $10,000 retainer. Well, what? What's, what are you going to give from? Well, I don't know. We don't know which way the case could go, right? Now, if you did that, if, you, if a plumber said, well, you got to give me 10000 bucks, what are you going to do? I don't know. Maybe fix your bright, your pipes may burst or not. Well, are you going to build me a piece of, well, I don't know. Maybe the software will work. Maybe it won't. This profession, the lawyer profession, thinks they are nobility. And in fact, when, you know, when they lost the Revolutionary War, the aristocrats, they didn't get up and leave. They went, they created a new nobility called ESQ, Esquire. One level below knight, one level above gentleman. And that's who runs this country. These people, like you said, Zach, they live in the world of abstract manipulation of paper. Every con, and it's all manipulation. Um, litigators think they're actually failed. They wanted to be act, want to be actors. In the courtroom, it's not it's not what's real. It's you know what manifests from their BSing. The better the BSer, that's the way they are. So what we need to start doing is we need to start acting, asking people, what did you do for a living? Like what the fuck did you do for a living? Seriously, that's true. No, like Joe Kennedy, like what the fuck can you do? Yeah. Malarkey, what can you do? AOC, okay, I know you can probably pour a margarita, but what the fuck can you actually do? Can you actually solve a problem? Can you help me create the future? Can you tell me how, what I should do in this crisis from a systems perspective? So what they do is they have a bunch of idiots running around them who are all paid lobbyists. Who are, so we have outsourced our entire democracy, not to elected representatives, but to a whole another set of people who are advising these fools what to do, okay? Fauci, if you look at it, he's trying to be the puppet master of Pence. Pence is a czar, but who is his puppet master? It's Fauci, who's built his entire life, and I'd love to debate this guy, on a fake science of the immune system, okay? That's what he's, that's what we're witnessing right now, and there's no congressman there to challenge him. There's no senator who can challenge him, because they don't have the, the training anymore, right? When Zuckerberg comes in, in front of all those idiots, they can't, they can't even formulate a question for him to nail him. No. Because he's he's ten steps ahead. They can't even figure out what legislation to put for the future. Look, when when I was creating software in 1978, did you know you couldn't even protect software because the fools in Congress didn't even know what the hell it was? It was only 1980. They said, oh, we'll we'll amend the Copyright Act of 76 to protect software inventions. So had patents been allowed, no one would even question my invention of email. There would be no quote unquote controversy. Right? You know, I wrote all the code, called it email, have the freaking copyright, right? But that doesn't matter because it was only 1994. It took them, you know, 16 years to say, oh, software is a digital machine. Now you could protect the ideas, okay? That's what happens. We screw over everyday people, young inventors, working people, because these guys know shit about anything. And yeah. you, and uh, not you, but we as people, have got to say, what the hell, can you like, are you a plumber? Do you, do you know like how to, do you know anything? Mm -hmm.
Because the best laws, by the way, were written by people who are not lawyers. Because lawyers are always thinking how to manipulate crap, right? For their own interests, right? So, um, by the way, the infrastructure in the United States got a D plus, okay? Uh, Philip Howard, a very interesting writer, and, and uh, he put together a very interesting white paper. He says, even if we allocate $2 trillion to fix infrastructure, which was just done, do you know in the United States it takes 10 years to complete an infrastructure, to even start an infrastructure project? Start. So you allocate a trillion dollars to go fix all the bridges in 2020. We won't even start that until 2030. You know why? It takes 20,000 pieces of paperwork to even start. Well, who's making money on that 20,000? Freaking lawyers, okay? In Canada, 300 pieces of paper. In Germany, 300 pieces of paper. Even in authoritarian regimes, they can start it in two years. In Canada and Germany, it takes two years to start. Once you approve, it goes. Because of the level of corruption, Massachusetts, for example, got an F minus minus in infrastructure, where MIT civil engineers are. D plus in the worst public integrity, corruption. Wow. So people need to wake the F up. Yeah. Fauci is corrupt. Zuckerberg is corrupt. He put money into his own LLC, which is funding a big vaccine model. And these people, him and his wife, think they're God's gift to earth. They're gonna tell us what to do. It's time people realize that health emerges from your relationship with your healer in a decentralized way. You have to figure out what's right for your body. It's not top-down medicine. That's what they want. We're going to the final big, big, if we're gonna let ourselves be screwed, it's our fault. Where we're going to, what they want to do is nail the coffin in to nationalize. They've already nationalized banking, okay? They've already, they use quote unquote terrorism, Osama bin Laden, all this nonsense to be able to justify, you know, the NSA. We're fine, okay? They watch me. We've sort of given up, right? And the last thing is, yeah, you can walk into my home, bring the police and vaccinate me. That's where we're going. It's top down medicine. And that's where, that's what's happening. And it's extremely dangerous. So people need to WTFU, you know? That's what needs to happen. Because the infection that's going on right now is the infection of fear and uncertainty. That's what's being injected for people to accept nonsense. That's what's going on. All right, let me do a couple more quick thank yous. Uh, Gary Van Rossen Jr. says, this gentleman is so smart. Uh, Thank you, love you. Uh, and I'm sorry, Tiger Queen says, RP78 is the hardest working man in showbiz. Elvis has left the building where we go when we go all. Thank you, and thank you, Tiger Queen. Uh, Trump Card says, Dr. Shiva should be Trump's health czar. That would be a great idea. McKinney TV says, ask the doctor about fulvic acid. I've learned and seen research that it prevents the virus from attaching to your cells for replication. Candace Estav says, ask him if he's familiar with Dr. Judy Miskovitz, 35-year government scientist in HIV AIDS. They tried to suicide her. Uh, Mark for the win says, Dr. Shiva is a beautiful human. Behold the pale horse. Thank you again. Eric Anderson says, protect rights, enforce reciprocity, punish parasites. One, uh, that's a good idea. EO2 Dave says, Dr. Shiva, I hope you take precautions, i.e. bodyguards. Dave Stealth Bomber says, let's stop voting in lawyers and lobbyists and bartenders. We have 100%. Mike Q says, we are still fighting the Revolutionary War. God bless us all. Yes, we are. Cindy Castro, thank you for joining as a member. Patriot77 says, I love this guy. Great show tonight, Red Pill. Uh, Russell Walshmitt says, Dr. Shiva, (laughs) did Dr. Shiva drop the F-bomb talking about the intellectually challenged in D.C.? Yes, he did. EO2 Dave says, Red Pill, please ask the people not in chat 
to like this truth by Smith. Oh, please ask the people in the chat to like the truth. Yes, you guys, please do. Give us a thumbs up. Help us out by uh, sharing this on your so favorite social media platform. Gino says, Trump keeps saying Chinese virus. I believe he is letting China know that he knows it's a manufactured Chinese virus. What do you guys think? And Craig Wilson, thank you. I personally think that's uh, uh, at, the, at the least what he's saying. I mean, it's clear that it originated in China, whether or not it was a man-made, uh, uh, you know, created virus or not. Uh, I think many of us here in the audience have read that white paper that initially came out in the days after it uh, first came on the scene, uh, talking about the HIV insertions, how it was, yeah. uh, you know, it was a little too perfect for it to be a naturally occurring thing. What's your opinion on that, Dr. Shu? Well, look, I, I can tell you uh, these things are very speculative, right? So I could make my assertions. You know, there's um, the stuff that says that this virus came out of North Carolina, Fort Detrick, right? If you've read that, there were... Uh, four different strains of it that the, that they still haven't found patient zero, uh, which appears to be true. Of the first 41 patients, uh, 13 among the first 41, we don't even know where they came from. So one theory is that this was a attack by forces which wanted to start the infection in Wuhan. Um, and then the, the strain in Iran is different than that strain, and the strain in Italy is different. But it shows that all four strains have the root going back to North Carolina, Fort Detrick, which is, I mean, I haven't had a chance to verify all of this because it, it starts getting, you need to have a full-time PhD to do this, right? It's but, rather conspiratorial. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but broadly, what I can tell you is that the virus, I mean, if you look at it from a very biology standpoint, the virus is composed of what's called a ribonucleic acids, single-stranded RNA. That's what you see all those little things inside covered in this glycoproteins. And then on the surface of that are what some people call surface proteins, okay? Now, if you look at the SARS virus, which is a variation of, and then the uh, Middle East respiratory syndrome virus, right? This SARS is a, um, uh, you know, the acute respiratory sy syndrome virus. So if you look at those viruses, they're all part of the class of what's called coronaviruses. Um, the base sequence of the current coronavirus has around 1,500, if I remember right, base sequences that appear to be different than the SARS. And the thesis is that did those 1,500 base sequences come from natural mutations or do they, were they accelerated in some way? So that's where, that's where these conspiracies come from. But what we do know is that the infectivity rate is much higher and the infectivity rate is much higher, it can be much higher, is if the virus can, you know, can attach, I'm gonna sort of use lingo, to your cell walls and inject its RNA into it. That attachment capabilities is called, is, is what you can engineer, right? Based on the surface protein. So the thesis is, we clearly see this has a much higher infectivity rate than SARS and MERS, a lower fatality rate, right? Right, right. How low that is, we still don't know because frankly, all of us could have it, okay? Sure. We have 380 trillion viruses we all have, right? So the issue is we all have a ton of viruses, right? Why did we choose this? And is this actually causing that fatality? Going right. back to Koch's postulates. Um, I think in the United States, I think 99% of people are dying are over the age of 80. They well, also have comorbidity. Exactly. Uh, several other things. Right. This was the same thing with AIDS, okay? Same thing in Italy as well. They just admitted that the actual death rate is only just over 300 and not the several thousand that they were just talking right. about this week. Right. Look, if you look at someone, if you go back to the who had AIDS, 
which why which is their T cell count was below a certain number. CD4 count was I think below 200. They had all sorts of shit going on with them. Sure. They had, you know, uh, hepatitis. They had C. They had all sorts of viruses in their body. Okay. I mean, now someone is 80 years old and they have respiratory failure. Well, smokers. They had. They probably have other viruses also accumulating in their body. But once the CDC owns this narrative, we don't know what the hell's really going on. But I, what I can tell you definitively is that your body has a immune system when it's in balance, when it's not immunosuppressed, it knows how to take care of all this crap, okay? Exactly. That's the point. So people should stop freaking out yeah. and learn some freaking science <laughs> and realize that the goal is to learn how to support your immune system, okay? And, yes. and that comes from understanding basic, basic physics, like understanding how a building works, right? You build a wall around your house so things can't come in. Well, that's called cytokeratins, right? Well, how do you get that? We well, need to have vitamin A. You need to have your thyroids working right, basic stuff. Well, how do you make sure once, uh, you know, stuff is in your cells, how you can clean them up? Well, vitamin D supports that. Vitamin C supports it. So these are like basic stuff. Well, how do you get that? Well, let's go to food. Eat your dark foods, dark, you know, your green powders, your purple foods, okay? Start making sure you're getting enough iodine and iodine in your body. Eat your, you know, fruits and vegetables. Let's start going back to basics. Then ask where the hell is this food coming from? And who the F is screwing up my food supply? Big Ag, Monsanto, who are the lobbyists that did that? So we are living in a point, you can't be a little yoga narcissist, you know, new aged out, thinking you're not gonna talk politics anymore because you can't live in your shell anymore. Politics and medicine are totally one and the same now, particularly health and medicine. And that's why for me, it's very fascinating because I grew up, you know, both were intertwined. I grew up in a caste system in India, wanting to understand why there was political injustice, you know, injustice of this whole segregation nonsense. Who the hell is to tell me I, they're the smart ones and we're all stupid deplorables, right? That whole concept. That's what we have today, right? The people who hate Trump, yeah. frankly, are the people who are the most racist. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a multiracial liberal aristocracy, Republicans and Democrats, okay? And yeah. Trump didn't fit that model. Everyday working people, black and white, where I grew up in New Jersey, they may have called me darky in other words, but they, that's just ignorance, okay? Sure. They weren't, they weren't my enemies, okay? They actually voted for us against Elizabeth Warren. The real racists are the multiracial liberal aristocracy in this country. That's who we need to understand. And those are really the enemies of the people. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. and, and what we're witnessing right now, I, I keep coming back to this guy, Fauci. You know, we saw that WikiLeaks little email, right? How much he was glowing about Hillary Clinton. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it pretty much says what he's about. And, and this is a guy who actually thinks he's better than Trump. You can see his facial expressions. Um, and he has no idea that Trump actually is is quite a smart guy, okay? Yeah. In my view, he sees through stuff, and um, that's why I'm going to be sending him this report, you know, uh, on Monday, which we'll but, share, uh, which we'll make fully public, because good. we have an opportunity to 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 really um, affect change at this point, and we're at a very critical time, in my view. Uh, let's see. Gino says, uh, I'm sorry, Craig Wilson, thank you for that. Daniel Turgeon says, Trudeau calling for FF on Twitter. 
Uh, does an FF after tweets? That's very strange. Warrior Biatch says, can he be my doctor, please? And Chris Hawkins says, I love this guy. Susan Huber says, have you ever been on Dr. Dave Janda's or Sarah Westall's programs? They sound like Dr. Shiva. Um, do you know who they are? Have you been I, I, I haven't been on this, but what I can tell people is everyone listening, you know, the election in Massachusetts is not just a federal election. This is your election. Uh, people need people like us. You know, that's what this is about. Having one out of 100 people be in there who's going to fight for the next uh, six years will be quite extraordinary. It'll be a lot of fun, by the way. Uh, so I think it's really important everyone, you know, if you want to help us volunteers, if you want to donate, whatever it is, but know that the election in Massachusetts, by the way, Massachusetts is the center of the deep state, Zach. If you yes. go between the one mile radius between MIT and Harvard and you draw a little circle and you look out, you'll see Facebook headquarters over there. You'll see Google, Monsanto. Pfizer, you know, you'll see Microsoft, they're all here. Wow. It's quite extraordinary. And the elites of all the world, we talked about the WHO, you know, all the global elites have gone to Harvard Business School or MIT or Harvard. Everyone has traversed through here. And it's fascinating. So winning here, you know, a guy who came from nothing, who's one of you, earned all of his stuff would be a, like taking, you know, remember Lon Chaney taking the, uh, the, the stake and, and driving it into the vampire. Yeah. And I'm telling you, it'll be big, bigger or equally big as the Trump victory. And I think this victory is going to happen not just from within Massachusetts, but everyone outside supporting us and passing this video on to everyone and making things go viral. Because I, people are just need a little bit of knowledge, Zach. And yeah. people already yeah. know it in their gut. Something's wrong. And I'm just here to be a little humble catalyst, just letting people, you're going in the right direction, hear some powerful knowledge that, that you can use to support uh, your own education and your own learning, teaching and serving, you know, your fellow beings here. Well, I think that right now, this time in history is the absolute best time for that to happen, because I think that more people have woken up in the last couple of years since President Trump took office, since they had their complete worldview just smashed, their paradigm destroyed, learning that <laughs> President Trump is not the second coming of the bad guys in WW2. Uh, and that he's actually changing things for the good and that things are happening because people are starting to do research. They're starting to challenge things. You know, you can tell when they uh, challenge you, sir, for uh, talking about the immune system. Uh, what a ridiculous thing to try and smash someone over, to try and discredit them over because you're talking about a natural function of the body and making sure that people are aware of how that works. Uh, so I, I think that people are really waking up. Uh, listen, our first caller, Charles Pixley, is on the line. Charles, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? I can hear you, sir. You're on the line with uh, Dr. Shiba. Dr. Shiba, I've been a Shibite since 1972. What's that? I've been a Shibite since Oh, really? A Shivite? Yeah, that's great, Charles. I don't know if people know what he's talking about. You know, there was a time. Can I explain, Charles, what a Shivite is? Uh, a deity of Shiva. <laughs> yeah, it's a deity of Shiva, but it's interesting. Um, so in India, you know, there were the people who were the native Indians of India, very, very much like what you would call the Native Americans here. Okay, I don't know what the politically correct term is even anymore. But, but, uh, but, and those people spread from deep South India all the way to the north of Himalayas, and they were called the Shaivites, or people who followed Shiva. And, um, and the interesting thing was the medical system they followed was called Siddha, S-I-D-D-H-A. And that medical system had five branches. One was martial arts. Another was the use, use of micro doses of heavy metals, which came from natural products. 
The third was yoga. The fourth was meditation. The fifth was what you would call the use of herbs. So it was a very complex system. And the, and the Siddhars and the Shaivites believed that it was not only uh, valuable to achieve spiritual enlightenment, but you could also have, you know, you could, you, you could you, one of the Physical goals of life. Yeah, yeah, immortality. And was to learn how to take care of your body. That way it was your duty as a human being, in addition to being a spiritual being, to do everything you could do in your powers to learn how to eat right. And uh, that was part of your holy responsibility. So well, it's all, it's a, I took, you off, uh, took it off the topic, but you brought it right to the point. But the reason I called is because you and I are brothers from different mothers. I started doing, I was doing what you're doing now in 1990 through 1997. And my professors were Gaston Nason, Dr. Dietmar Vector, and we were dealing with pleomorphism. And uh, hmm. Gaston Nason, you may or may not know who he is, uh, developed a microscope that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the one that, who the FDA went in, he was using the Rife stuff, right? Also, well, he, he could... He, he, went beyond, he went beyond Antoine Bechamp and uh, Emile Doyen and found in our blood that there's a um, uh, somatide, which is indestructible and has a three-stage life cycle in the blood. And then when you start to degenerate into uh, whatever form of degeneration, whether it be cancer or whatever, it goes into 16-stage cycles. So therefore, I'm going very fast, so we're covering a lot of territory here. And you've, you've brought up so many topics, I don't know if I can touch them all. But um, we can pre-diagnose cancer two years before it happens with a 3% margin of error. Simultaneous to his discovery, Dietmar Schildvector, my professor and my friend and my doctor and partner, developed a chemical test that has the same capabilities of, of uh, pre-diagnosing cancer two years in advance. And Nason developed a, what I call a homeopathic, it is a homeopathic by all, uh, it's called the 714X, which is just a name that he gave it, but it's a trimethyl bicyclonitroaminoheptane chloride, which causes the body to reject the cancer by shutting off the human chorionic gonadotropin that's secreted by all cancers. So I formed an institutional review board and took this public and started teaching the public and quite frankly, as you've already touched on, um, the biggest problem we have is ignorance. And I don't mean that in a pejorative way. I mean that people just don't know. And most of all, the Congress certainly doesn't know. And uh, no politician that I've seen knows. And I come from the, the healing arts, from the homeopathic, naturopathic, Ayurvedic side of the healing arts, or the empirical school, where the allopaths are all from... Um, magicians then came rockefeller who transformed everything changed the whole educational system and formed the ama and you've got the well the the birth the the most highest level you see it in the criminal known as anthony fauci who is responsible for millions of deaths uh in 1991 we went to a panel in amsterdam when aids was said when, when the whole argument of aids was emerging and the uh Luc Montagnier was there proclaiming his, his wondrous discovery of this, this mm. phony virus and this phony uh, AIDS, AIDS, autoimmune disease. Right. Syndrome, well, like said. well I, 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 I think broadly, just to look, I think the, the core issue here, to so keep it simple, is that the body has a homeostasis. Every 
Uh, everyone's uh, homeostasis is a little bit different. Uh, traditional systems of medicine, in fact, traditional systems of medicine and engineers actually practice the same thing. Uh, there's a paper that I published in an engineering journal, uh, which really is called the Rosetta Stone of the Foundations of Traditional Medicine. So it's when I went back for my Fulbright um, in 2007, what I found was the entire system of traditional medicine, the problem is they use certain words, and many of the traditional medicine healers sort of just practice by mechanical behavior. So if you actually ask them to explain what these systems of medicine are, they can't really explain it. They do hand-waving. And then they try to be gurus and they try to, you know, they've created a, a theater form that the average person thinks, well, this guy's not really being straight with me. And so what's happened is the Western people poo-poo them. So when I went back to India after I finished my PhD in 2007, I spent a couple of years really trying to understand the language. And it turns out the Eastern systems of medicine, the verbiage that they use, you know, fire, water, earth, or vata, pitta, kapha, karma, these words actually match one-to-one -one with what you would learn in control systems theory, okay? It's the engineering foundation of modern engineering systems. So that, so when I got back, I linked those two systems, and no one had done that before, but it really unravels that the traditional systems of medicine were actually seeing the body as an engineering system. And so... When I got back in 2009, 10, back to the United States, I went to the head of the department of MIT, Doug Laufenberger, and I said, look, Doug, I think I've really unraveled what these traditional systems of medicine are, and I would like to offer a course. He said, great, you know, I'll, you can do it as a lecture series. And in 2010, I started offering it as a lecture series. It was called Systems Biology and Traditional Medicine. And we had 300 people would show up, Zach, on a, and Charles, on a, on a, uh, Thursday night, and half of the room would be your, you know, people uh, looking like engineers, you know, or the MDs from Harvard, and the other half of the room were the woo-woo people, okay? <laughs> um, you know, who would talk like, you know, we're talking right here on, you know, the, and they would both look at each other, but within about two hours, I was able to build this bridge, and it's not integrative medicine or functional medicine. These are all the same old things, but go down really deep, and that built a whole new language, which I called Systems Health. And uh, that became an educational program that we started offering. And I still started offering workshops here. But as I see what's going on, Zach, I'm working very hard to figure out a way that we can make everyone have access to that knowledge. Because we're at a point in development now, in human development, that the lawyer, we should all be lawyers. We should all be doctors, okay? These are two intimate things that we can't be outsourcing stuff to other people. And the methodology of understanding the body as a system and learning their very simple principles that food is actually something that moves the three forces of nature, transport, conversion, or storage, the transport and movement of energy, the conversion of energy, or the storage, that every food has a different effect on it. Every activity has a different effect is once you learn these principles, you can understand there's these three levers that you can use to control your body. And once you learn these principles, you really have to wonder what the hell is an MD? Because the MD training is based on if this, then this, if this, then this. Frankly, I hate to say it, you could start teaching other animals how to do this, okay? Um, now, surgeons... Allopathic, allopathic medicine is, is really 
Well, surgery is good. I, I appreciate. I'm not talking about surgery. Surgery is a whole other. Whole right, but I'm stuff. saying the allopathic medicine model. It's a very reductionist model, and what we're seeing is a guy like exactly. Fauci. You Respect. look at him. Yeah, he. This, this whole, the old <laughs> uh, surgeons are great. You know, anesthesiologists are great. These guys actually know how to. They're engineers. But right. the typical MD. By the way, the MD does in that model does very little unless they're building a relationship with their patient. Precisely. Yeah, the the nurses in a hospital do all the work. That's what so this actually is goes on. Medicine versus that's a healing art versus right. the, the other. Very yeah, true. You know, yeah, well, Charles they bludgeon you. They bludgeon you with some heavy toxic. If it doesn't hurt, it can't do helping until you're near dead, and then say, "Well, I'm sorry, right. I don't know." Yeah, or they do. And that's how they're trained, and they don't know any better. Uh, they should know better, and they don't. And it's the downfall. That, let's jump. I want to. I want to give you my. Well, Charles, 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 buddy, I'm so. We got. We got 40 minutes left, and we got 14 oh, people waiting. Nice right, meeting you, Charles. I appreciate your call, Charles. Good talk to you. All right, Charles is a good friend of the program. He's been a guest here a couple of times. If you guys haven't seen my shows with Charles Pixley, I encourage you to go check those out. Uh, let's see. Trisha Nordby says, absolutely incredible. Thank you for this interview. Annie Hatt says, I emailed President Trump telling him to call you and listen to Dr. Shiva. We all should. Uh, I Dream of Jesus says, I am a nurse and my hospital is not allowing healthcare workers and clinics to wear masks. We have to wear masks if we don't get the flu shot. Now that rule has been thrown out the door. My hospital is owned by Masons. Tranquility Base says, so how will Trump get us through this recovery? Uh, Nicholas, no, thank you for the donation. M and B, M, M and D Bishop, Trump is down to earth. All this is just common sense. The mainstream media and others agenda oriented with many dollar signs following. Absolutely. Real Red Pill Girlfriend says, honey, you are the most handsome man alive. Thank you, baby. Uh, Ashley Lam says, God bless patriots. And Social Observer says, Dr. Shiva would be a great postmaster general being the father of email and all. Uh, either that or, uh, uh, oh, what's the one that I was thinking? I just, it just blanked out of my head. Um, Surgeon General. Surgeon General is what I was thinking. <laughs> all right, let's go to the next caller. Super Tad 108 is going to be the next caller. Super Tad, you're on the air with Dr. Shiva. Uh, make sure to mute your stream in the background. Hey, buddy, mute your stream in the background so we can get your call going. I think he's muted, isn't he? Okay. Super Ted, mute your mute your stream. Just mute your stream. turn the volume down. Oh God, you're gonna wait till he hears me on the on the stream. Now mute your stream, Ted. Tad, I'm putting you back in the box, okay? okay Make sure that... <laughs> All right. So we're going to go to the next caller, and hopefully Tad can get that figured out before the next time. Carl, to go where we go when we go all is up next. Carl, I know that you've got the stream muted. What's up, buddy? Hey, Red Pill. Hey, Shiva. Man, How are you? You are a breath of fresh air, brother, and it is amazing, amazing to uh, meet somebody like you. One second. Thank you very much. Very sweet of you. Um, you know, I honestly expected to uh, have to <laughs> expose you for uh, not being a real human being, but uh, you are truly one of the uh, one of the great ones. Um, and you're right. I mean, you've covered so many topics. I I stopped writing notes and 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 questions. But uh, uh, one thing I did want to touch on was that. Uh, you know, when it comes to healthcare and 
people trying to to be healthy. Most people in the United States have never a been out of the United States. Yeah, um, and so they've never been exposed to anything outside of this education system. And trying to learn something that goes against the deep state's agenda is insanely difficult. Um, you know, I've been searching for a few years now, and there's so much information, and half of it is BS, and the other half, I mean, I've only found really uh, a couple people. One is Dr. John Bergman, uh, and he mm. right along, uh, he's right along with your philosophy. Uh, you know, he exposes the uh, mainstream medicine and all their lies and, and how they constantly attacking the body with their, you know, medicines, you know, you've got high blood pressure, well, take high blood pressure pills. What mm -hmm. is the side effects? Increases your blood pressure. Same thing with depression and so forth and so on. So, um, wow, man, you got me talking 90 miles an hour. <laughs> well, well, I, I, I think, look, I think, you know, I, I had a call this evening with somebody who said something interesting. He's, um, and we had a discussion. Look, when I grew up in, in a place like India, right, um, you see what you would call, you know, corruption everywhere, right? It's almost like in your face. In the United States, what's happened, um, uh, by the way, I, I'm also, I just want to say hello to people on Instagram because I'm over here. <laughs> um, so uh, people are asking some interesting questions. But when I grew up in India, you had corruption was sort of unfortunately everywhere, but it was out in the open, right? Everyone knew um, bottoms up, there was corruption everywhere. In America, we don't see corruption directly. So we think, you know, everyone, you know, there is no corruption. But in America, in many ways, the corruption is highly sophisticated. Um, I'll give you an example. Many, many years ago, I was, uh, I had a board member. I was running one of my companies. And, uh, uh, and uh, Larry said, hey, Shiva, would you like to meet John Kerry? And he was a big Democrat, okay? And I, I had just started my company. I was a 29-year-old kid. And he said, oh, you should go here. You know, you'll, you'll make contacts, right? Um, and I, obviously, I was interested always in growing my company, getting new customers. So I was invited to uh, John Kerry's house. And it was interesting because uh, he had he had invited. This is when the internet was web was first taking uh, taking off. The head of Yahoo was there, uh, Eric Schmidt, and a lot of these people I didn't even know, right? And uh, Clinton walks in, Bill Clinton. So it was in a, it was in um, a John Kerry's basement, and there's Bill Clinton. And there's eight of us. It was very surreal because that was right when the Monica Lewinsky thing was going on with Clinton. You guys remember that? Oh, yeah. Okay, so Monica Lewinsky is going on and Clinton. And, you know, Clinton goes around the room, asks about eight of us. And that's all there was, a very intimate dinner. You know, how he could use the Internet to support, you know, elections, etc. So we all gave our advice. But at the end of that meal, John Kerry, uh, one of the dumbest people I've ever met, uh, <laughs> Seriously, the guy's very, I mean, it's incredible. Um, and, and Clinton gives a story, uh, you know, um, talks about, you know, something uh, about the Internet. And then he ends and John Kerry says, okay, he goes, anyone who wants to hang around here, you can have port or wine. And he goes, you can even have cigars. Okay. Now, if you go back and remember what Clinton was doing with the cigar with Monica Lewinsky. Okay. So... And then everyone looks around the room and there's one woman in the room, okay? And we all felt embarrassed, but Carrie is absolutely just a dumb shit, okay? Seriously, if you looked at his demeanor. And then, so, but this is what the intelligence of Bill Clinton was. 
Uh, he looks around and he goes, oh, he goes, he goes, I guess in uh, Senator Kerry's house, you can be politically incorrect. Okay. And he just laughs it off and he continues. Okay. Well, the next day, by the way, I had gone there and I, th uh, and I had, you know, I didn't care for any political party. I never voted in my life. Um, and, but there was some entrance fee to get in there. Cause to me, it was like, I wanted to meet, I wanted to grow my business, which was Echo Mail, right? The next day, John Kerry calls me. Um, and I was running my company and I go, who's this? He goes, oh, this is John Kerry. He goes, oh, Shiva, I'd like you to donate $25,000 to my campaign. And I go, all right. Because they'd given us this little bowl when we left his dinner, right? It was a nice silver bowl. And I said, and I go, John, what, is that for the silver bowl you get? Or that, was that for the bowl you gave me? He goes, no, 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 no. He goes, I believe you should support my campaign. I was like, he's freaking asking me for corruption, right? This is like, and I, so I said, okay, let me just be very blatant. I said, John, how about you introduce me to your wife, who's Teresa Hines, by the way, who owns a Hines ketchup, because I wanted to get, I wanted to sell my product to their company. How about, how about you invite, you give me, give me uh, access to her so I can present my product, and then maybe I'll think about it. He goes, no, 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 that's not how it occurs. He goes, that's, that's not, basically, you see what I'm trying to say? What I realized that day was these politicians were basically retails front storesmen for their network and you pay for access. Yes. And he never called me back after that, okay? Mm -hmm. but, because I went to the extreme to say, let's be very blatant about this, okay? Because that's what you're freaking asking me. You're telling me that I owe you money and then you're gonna give other crap to me, right? Well, I don't, you know, every one of the businesses I built, I built without any of these guys. My point is, that's what they do. These politicians, you know, are incestuous. They go to Jeffrey Epstein's island. They go here, whatever. They're building their little networks. And they all have crap on each other, right? And what Americans need to understand is the incestuousness of these people, left and right, Democrat or Republicans at a certain strata. And Trump was out of that. He actually understood that. And that's why they hated him, because he had figured all that stuff out. Not, not that dissimilar to what I figured out being in the military industrial academic establishment of MIT. So that's why I can speak to you about a guy like Fauci. I've seen these little manipulators, you know, as you said, Zach, they're not that intelligent. They know how to play the game. You know, that's what they do full time. And that's what we have today. We have total corruption. And the American people by and large are extremely innocent and good people. Um, oh, in fact, very down to earth people. Um, Big, and the unfortunate thing is they haven't had to uh, endure a lot of this stuff. So there's a lull here. And, and I think the swamp sees this opportunity to come in below and just take advantage of everyone. And yeah. that's what the yeah. danger is right now. And, you know, look, I'm not against people can do whatever they want in their home. Smoke as much drugs as you want. Kill yourself. It's up to you. But I can tell you this. And let's not compare this to reefer madness. Okay. But what I can tell you is having studied, you know, the fact that someone like Marlboro wants to put $2.1 billion into cannabis, the modern day cannabis that we have today is not the same cannabis as what we had in 1960. The THC levels are 25 times higher. Okay. It is not the wild type growing in the beautiful, you know, uh, pastures of the Himalayans. Okay. It has been engineered to control and affect the presynaptic receptors. It competes with the CB1 receptor. We are creating a whole era of people who can be manipulated by ingredients that we're consuming that we think are all so cool and stuff, right?
-hmm. So we live in a world right now that there's drugs, there's destruction of the immune system, there's destruction of our biology, and it's an opportune time to make all of us little drones and not lose all of our testosterone to fight back. And many times I feel like it's a la I'm the last of the Mohicans, and that's why it's great to come on shows like this. In our campaign, we're finding amazing women. The mothers who are joining our campaign are like warriors. You know, they want to go fight. They're out there collecting signatures in the snow and the rain, etc. So there's a whole new strata that I see of women coming in who actually are getting it. They're almost like the healing warrior women. You know, I'm telling men to also wake up. This world needs warriors who will fight because it's a warrior. You know, you need to be connected, but we need, that's what we need. Because right now we're living in an environment where people are coming from below. Very quietly, fascism can come. And this is a modern day fascism, scaring the hell out of us. What could be more scarier than a virus, right? It's like sure. an alien coming and invading us, right? Except it's invisible. So how do you fight against it? You just you have to listen to your overlords there in the uh, in the government. Exactly. Carl, Carl it, listen to thanks for your call, buddy. We're going to move on because we got uh, thirty minutes left. All right, brother. By the way, the la so someone much. just said "Last of the Mohicans." It's a great movie. Yeah, it's a good one. All right, well, <laughs> good music. Thank you, Dr. Shiva. I appreciate you uh, actually become, being uh, for the people, and you are one of very few. Most want to play the game, and uh, you know I, I really uh, respect you for. Well, we got to destroy these guys. Around. There's there's no choice really anymore. It, we have to go annihilate these people because for far too long they've had incredible amounts of power. They think they're better than us. And I'm telling you, it comes down to a very simple thing of who actually creates something. Who is actually making something? So we have this separation that's taken place. You know, and that's why the entire value of money is diminishing because there was a point when here was a person who made something and they did it because they loved doing what they were doing. And so capital and labor were connected. So what you created actually had real asset value and the labor was interconnected. You know, when the Fed was created in 1913 and Bretton Woods and, and et cetera, these was fundamentally an attack on the American worker to separate work, right, from uh, the product of that work, right? And that's what we've been doing because when you can separate the working person from their creation and insert that with what you call inflate, that's what inflation really is. It's inflating and separating that. And when you do that, you diminish the value of labor and you can take advantage of working people. So the, to bring that back, we have to start looking at who is actually making anything. You know, the small business woman down there who makes an egg sandwich, he's actually making something, right? The guy who actually creates a piece of software, the person who's creating content, right? People who are actually making things is who we should start valuing. And anyone who else is moving around stuff manipulating con you know manipulating like a contract right mm -hmm. these people we should annihilate we should get rid of them they're they're the evil in our society they're the parasites so it's really producers versus parasites i, I love the way you put it that's that's completely the way it is uh sean 11 says hiv aids hypothesis is negative by then says Dewsburg. uh stephanie steven Ustvin says, any supplement suggestions or advice for people with advanced COPD? Uh, Jennifer Bishop says, I'm always amazed how incredible your guests are. Every week I think, well, that was the best, but every week I'm blown away again. You find the best teachers. God bless. Thank you, Jennifer. Uh, thank you, Dr. Shiva, once again for being here. Mike Q says, please ask Dr. Shiva his opinion about the chemical compound CLO2. 
why is there so much suppression regarding its ability to assist the body? And I've never heard of it, so I'm interested myself. Uh, Black Impala 67 says, should we be concerned about Trump's working with doc Dr. Fauci? I'll be happy to give my opinion on that in a second. And Chris Hawkins says, love the lioness, rise up men. Thank you, Chris. So like we said earlier, President Trump is a very smart man. Um, he's fairly savvy. I, th I think that since he's come into office, uh, as an outsider, he was forced to work with what was present, the administrative branch of government, the elected branch of government, and the judicial. He's kind of cleaned up the judicial branch, and he's still working on that. Uh, we've had a major turnover in the elected branch, uh, and then even in private industry. We've had uh, resignations of, of many hundreds of CEOs uh, since he took office. Uh, Dr. Fauci, I see as a remnant of that deep state that's been left over uh, that he is now having to work with and perhaps uh, a remnant of the la one of the last pieces that he has to go through in order to kind of remake everything uh, in, uh, in the image of, of a group that's going to be helping the people and not necessarily helping industry and business. I mean, what do you think? Do you think that it is a big red flag that uh, Fauci is involved in this? Or do you think that he's going to get used in the same way that Trump has used everybody that's come before Fauci? Because that's <laughs> well, what I see. Yeah, well, what, if you think about it, you know, if, if you think about it from a, a, a perspective of this, right? Um, health, right? Health is ultimately the ultimate thing that you and I can control in some level, right? Um, what we put into our mouth and or what we put into our bloodstream and so this is I, th I think what Fauci represents is the ultimate of control of those forces so what we're witnessing right before our eyes is this is the ultimate battle in some ways right who is going to win the battle of who controls what goes inside our body physically because if you follow what Fauci wants to do and what the goal is is to immunize the hell out of everyone. That is their goal. And what Fauci has its way, this entire, what we're witnessing right here, this theater, is going to be used one year from now and saying, you need to be vaccinated. You need to get this done to your body. It's a removal of all elements of medical freedom. It's gonna be medical mandates. That's what the, in some ways, this is the, the big last fight in my view. We're witnessing it right before our eyes. It's not the fight of guns and stuff. It's a fight of who will control our bodies. And right now, they've put so much fear into everyone. And I think what Trump is figuring out by his doing this chloroquinone and the Zithromax pack, right, or the, um, is basically saying, you know, I'm going to promote that. And, he's, and you see the reaction of yeah. Fauci not liking that because these are two ingredients which are not gonna make Big Pharma any money or his buddies that he's funded over here, Ed Mardenner and other stuff whose stock prices are going up. And he probably, you, know, you know, all the different ways that these guys make money through, you know, ways that we can't even imagine. They got their lawyers 10 levels right. deep, right? So yeah. that's what bugs him because his agenda is vaccines, 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 you know, vaccines are highly profitable now. So that's where Fauci's moving to. And, and Trump in some ways, in my view, is pushing this out there. And that's why I want to get our document over to Trump because it's also another alternative. So it's out there. But the broader th thesis is that we should be able to figure out what's right for our bodies, right? And it's one size doesn't fit all. And what Fauci wants to do is, you know, one size, th there is one size for all. And that's what this battle is really about. Will we allow the state to impose its will on all of us? Or will it be the government by the people? Or more importantly, sovereignty. 
Go ahead, continue. I'm just pulling the next caller in. So yeah, can be ready it's really, it's really. This really comes down to you know we are a republic, and the idea was it's, it's supposed to be that sovereignty of the individual states, and for that matter, the sovereignty of each individual. And yes. so that's what I think this is really about. And uh, ultimately, it's about the sovereignty of our immune system yeah. and who owns our bloodstream. Yeah, definitely. Fauci does not want us to have a sovereignty over our own health. Okay, Super Ted, I'm going to unmute you. Please have your stream muted in the background. Super Ted, you're on the air. Okay, can you hear me? Yes, I can. What's your question hey, for Dr. Shiva? Hey, first of all, hey, Red Phil, this is uh, Super Ted. That's my sister asking a question for Dr. Oh. Shiva. All right, great. Glad to have you both. How are you guys doing? Yeah. Uh, first, thank you for taking your time to listen to me. I have a question about some health issues that I have. First, I have um, arthritis, which is inflammation of the spine and has caused bone, bone spurs on my chest cavity and immune deficiency on top of Crohn's, colitis, ulcerative colitis, and uh, a type of psoriasis that are on the hands and feet that cause blisters and the renewal of skin that can't catch up. So I have several diseases um, and just wanted to know what your advice would be on how to handle that. Well, look, I can tell you what I would do. You know, I think as uh, Zach said, you know, with all the nonsense that the people do out there, um, I'm not going to give you medical advice, but I can tell you what I would do, okay? Uh, if you look at broadly, and I can give you the broad things, um, what is your diet like? What do you eat? Just out of curiosity. I don't eat a lot. I have turned to juicing and uh, Native American medicines, herbs and roots, uh, teas. Um, mm -hmm. I have to be very careful what I eat. Do they help? But so I say... So, you know, broadly, you know, when you look at things like inflammation, right, um, there are two subsystems in your body you need to look at, kidney and liver, okay? Because if you, so let me give you a perspective, okay? Since you studied some of the Native American medicines, by the way, all these medical systems, they use a different language, but if you look at the Chinese system of medicine, for example, right, they have a five-point system, fire, Right? When fire burns, it gives rise to what? Earth, earth element. Within the earth, you mine it for metal. Within metal, uh, in a metal uh, condenses to give water. Water is fed to wood, and wood causes fire. You follow what I'm saying? You burn wood to get fire, right? Think about a tree. The fire element gives rise to the earth element. The earth element is, you mine the earth element to get the metal element and metal condenses to water. So those are called the five elements theory in Chinese medicine. I could use many, and this is just a systems approach. In these medical systems, each of these, each of these components also has a control system. For example, the, the metal element, right, or the, the water puts out fire. Agreed? If you want to control fire, you use water. Well, what is fire? Fire is inflammation, okay? So when you have an inflammatory response in the body, typically in, in that control system of medicine, you would look at the kidney element, because kidney is water element, at least in the Chinese system, which is water. So if you have tremendous amounts, so water element, if you don't have enough of it or it's not working fine, you're not going to be able to put out fire. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. And water gives rise to wood, 
and excess wood feeds fire, okay? Excess wood. Well, wood element in Chinese medicine is liver, okay? So if, there, if there's fatty liver issues, if there's liver dysfunction, you're gonna give more inflammation. And also if your kidneys aren't supported. So what I can tell you broadly from, and by the way, you can, I can convert this to the Western systems because that's the way I think. Water element is adrenals. So if you're under, have you, I, I don't know what your condition is, but if you, you can just think about this, if you're under tremendous amounts of stress, right? A lot of stuff has been going on in your life. You're not sleeping well, that drains your adrenals, you know, which, which affects cortisol levels and which affects the water element, okay? So one thing you may wanna think about are things that support kidneys, right? Supports your water element and things that support liver because many of the skin diseases, the cirrhosis, all of this is, is liver. And these are the two subsystems you really wanna look at and what are those things that really support that? Obviously the microbiome in your gut, okay, is extremely important to all of this because the microbiome in your gut is your earth element, right? When earth is functioning right, earth does what? Earth retains wood, right? So if you, so you wanna really look at a number of systems, but one thing I can tell you is that the immune system and immune processes are really governed by all of these systems, but uh, I, don't, I, I assume it's like you don't eat a lot of sugar, right? You, you've, what's that? She said no. Yeah, so is this are these changes you've made recently? Uh, no, sir. I've been uh, I've had Remicade infusions for the past several years. And is any of that helping? Uh, it does help with the arthritis, some, but it does not help with the Crohn's and colitis and inflammation of the spine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I I think if you offline send me an email, okay. Uh, to vashiva at vashiva.com. Um, I can give you some people that I know that can, you know, in your area that can help because I have a decent network. Um, but I think broadly what's important to understand is that from what you are telling me with the amount of inflammation, you need to look at your kidney and your liver subsystems, you know, and things that can really support that. Um, I'm not sure what you're taking. It's hard for me to do an analysis. But I can tell you that I can guide you, you know, what I would do. So you could, you, you, the opportunities to learn your body as a system, because any one thing is not going to do it. The interconnected framework I just gave you is how the body functions in many ways, you know? Uh, Super Tad 108, did you get that email address so that we can uh, move on to the next caller? Um, yes, glad, yeah, we got that. Okay, excellent, guys. Well, thank yeah, you for your and, call. Hopefully that was helpful. Uh, definitely get a hold of Dr. Shiva offline because I, I would imagine he'd be a tremendous resource yeah, to help you guys you know, out. There's a, there's a food, food called kitchery. If you have an Instapot and you have some basic herbs like turmeric, someone just put turmeric on here, right? Um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's a thing called the MCV value, which you can have your uh, doctor check out. It's called mean corpuscular value. Um, a lot of people have these kinds of issues. Basically, the body's not producing enough hydrochloric acid, okay? So people think, oh, hydrochloric acid is bad, which is what MDs are trained. It's actually, you're not producing enough HCL. So your body's not able to digest stuff properly. So sometimes it's a very simple thing. So, yes, I had lipstick 
Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about something even simpler. If you can go to your doctor and I can give you a couple of things you should just test your vitamin A levels and what's called your MCV, mean corpuscular value, okay? Which is, but I'll, right, well, just, send me an email. Would you just repeat your email one more time? Yeah, for yeah, the so, rest so, of the audience yeah. And then, you guys, yeah. thanks for calling and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, it's V as in Victor A, Shiva, V A Shiva at VAShiva.com. And by the way, I answer all my emails. We actually use our technology, so it all comes in, so we sort it, et cetera. So we actually eat our own dog food here. I need to get that from me for myself. You should, um, definitely, yeah. <laughs> Daniel Turgeon says Q just dropped, our favorite Anon just dropped, and just so that everybody knows, it says, "Have oh, do not fear, do not fear, and that is exactly what I've been telling everybody on this channel for the last two years, so I hope that those of you who haven't bought into my philosophy can maybe take it from Q. Uh, Casey Collier, again, says that there was a new post. Catherine Gannon, thank you for that. Kevin Crystal says, contribute to Shiva for Senate now. Amazing man, great podcast. Thank you very much, and I do wholeheartedly agree. B Tech Vendetta says, thank you for sharing your wisdom with all of us, Dr. Shiva. Red Pill, this stream should be on every TV in America right now. Where we go one, we go all. I agree with you there, too. Uh, Jaylena Anand says, women have a natural instinct to protect our children no matter what, also our loved ones. It's much harder to manipulate such a strong instinct. Thank you for sharing your knowledge and experience. Sunva Greencard says, his point is the point I was trying to make last night. Dirty working hands don't live in ivory towers. Let's make creators, inventors, and innovators great again. Thank you for that. Uh, Jack Konofsky says, if you think our president doesn't know that Fauci is corrupt, then you don't know our president. Remember, Tillerson and Bolton and others, the president brings the traitors in, prays, and destroys them. That's right. I, I've been saying that for a long time, too. Everybody who's come into Trump's orbit who has been deep state has been you know, summarily removed, and Trump has brought in someone after that that is clearly for the people. Uh, and then Chief Smokey, thank you very much for that. And B-Tech Vendetta says again, Q-Drop videos, music in the background aligns perfectly while Dr. Shiva lays out the truth of the world. Incredible. Awesome, guys. Go ahead and listen to that while we continue on. Yeah, by the way, let, let me just repeat my email again. It's vashiva yeah. at vashiva.com. It's not va at vashiva.com because someone I just saw on Instagram said va. It's v-a-s-h-i-v-a at vashiva.com. Okay, great. Uh, we've got our next caller. It's Dana Finkler. Dana, I hope you're feeling better. What's your question for Dr. Okay. Shiva? Best I've ever felt in five days. Okay. Uh, three points real quick. Uh, sorry that you've been doxxed. Uh, we're going to have to go through this episode of John to see you. Uh, oh, it's too late. Yeah. I already admitted my name. Don't worry. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Uh, uh, send me a text with your number because I lost everything. Okay. Um, I got an update about uh, Grand Rapids. Uh, I have a cop who came forward about them uh, being top 10 in uh, human trafficking. He's really? Yeah, dude. Yeah, serious wow. stuff. Uh, and you want something else serious? Here you go, dude. Your boy, Matt, last night, uh, <laughs> not Matt, dropped it that JFK Jr. is still alive, according to two of his sources. Two of his sources. All right. Well, I'll go check the episode now, out. That's interesting. Now I'm the, I got a question for Dr. Shiva. Go yeah. ahead. Okay. I've heard that... Uh, DMT cures alcoholism, or if not ayahuasca, uh, a bunch of other stuff, psychedelics. Uh, give me your info, man. Well, look, I, I, you know, these are one of the things I'd like to put through cytosol, but I can tell you that 
there's not a cure-all. Everyone's trying to find this cure-all, okay? There's no freaking cure-all, okay? This also is a reductionism. What I mean by reductionism is you take a very complex system and you try to find one thing that if you do and you say you're going to cure everything. Uh, the reality is there's multiple systems here. Now, I had someone who had, you know, was a smoker and she said, you know, I'm going to go... Um, Someone told me if I take ayahuasca, it rewires my brain and I'm going to be stop smoking. Well, they went on this ayahuasca thing. Now they smoke all the time. Shame <laughs> <laughs> smoker. <laughs> I'm being serious. So, so what, I'm, what, what I'm, is something I've heard about too. Yeah, so what I'm trying to say is um, these things are complex systems, okay? And ultimately, there's not a quick fix. This is, life isn't that easy, you know? Um, and this is something we need to understand to learn something and to figure something out. There's no freaking quick fix. The universe doesn't work. At least I haven't found that. You know, I've always said, you know, when I was a, a kid, I wanted to learn calculus, right? My dad was a very good engineer. I was a 13-year-old kid. He and I would stay awake until 2 a.m. in the morning, man, and we would solve problems. I had to work my butt off. And your brain, you have to give the, the brain the right set of inputs to get the right set of outputs. And people, we think there's a quick fix. And this comes from the Hollywood freaking celebrities mm -hmm. who go sleep with Harvey Weinstein and then later whine that they had to sleep with him. Okay? <laughs> what? That's what I'm talking about, right? And because, because you know, look, I, I was out in that world and I realized very quickly is that most of the people out there want to be celebrities. They're not that bright talented there's there are a few good actors okay who actually train as a craft who actually put in their time but most of them i don't know took some acting course at night bang somebody bang somebody and bang somebody and got some no seriously no it's true and, and that's true. and and so many of them have a tremendous amounts of insecurities because they never really trained their chops they didn't put in their freaking time and and so they may get a hit at some point and then their hit goes away and they're doing all sorts of things to, you know, um, stay relevant. My point is there is no one cure. There's not like, I'm going to take ginger and it's going to cure me. I'm going to take this and it's going to cure me, okay? Even in the herbal world. Or I'm going to meditate this thing and I'm going to be an enlightened being. It's yeah. not that easy, man. You um, know, Dana, I can tell you from my own personal experience, the only thing that even helped me start to get to the point where I could quit using drugs and alcohol altogether uh, was serious consequences, facing serious consequences. And even then, just the desire to stop using drugs and alcohol wasn't enough. I had to put myself in a rehabilitation center, okay? And then I had to continue with Alcoholics Anonymous beyond there. It was more than just me getting it out of my body physically. I had to teach myself how to be a human being in this world and how to survive without that stuff as a crutch. So I want you to think about that, buddy. We're gonna move on to the next call. Yeah, I appreciate I, your call. Yeah, I mean, one of the things to follow up on that, you know, um, you know, I learned as a child, you know, uh, from my grandparents to meditate and all this kind of stuff, right? It was, it was quite extraordinary. But the point is, in the traditional systems of yoga, uh, when you met your teacher, they would force you to work your butt off you know, to see where are you capable of serving others, which means they would learn you to clean the toilets and do this and do that, you know, it's wax on, wax off. And at the end of it, after three, four, five, ten years of doing this, you were taught yoga literally in one day or meditation. That was the end of a process. 
Today, people go to some guru and they meditate and, you know, I went to this ashram and I went to that ashram. I had sex with the guru or something like whatever, right? <laughs> right. No, right? And then... No, I've seen documentaries, so yeah. Right, so what happens is, and then you have narcissistic people who do yoga, but they don't understand that yoga and meditation were at the end of a process. Mm-hmm. You know, it was at the end of a process of becoming a good human being. And then these were things that you did to advance that they didn't, it wasn't the beginning of the process. You didn't learn to yoga and meditate. That was traditional systems. So what's happened is the entire process of um, the celebrity model has put yoga at the beginning and, but it was actually at the end of the process. That's why you find a lot of these people are sort of, you know, weirded out, you know, in, in a lot of ways, there's sort of a dysfunction in how they observe. They eat all these exactly right things. They meditate and they do this thing but when it comes to being a human being they're not nice people many of these people yeah yeah definitely yep uh oh, so btech vent oh i'm sorry chief Smokey, thank you for that jennifer bishop says remember the best is yet to come daniel turgeon have you heard about hydrogen peroxide protocol uh we've only got uh, six minutes left so have you have you heard about that somebody else was asking about well, look, moringa leaf moringa leaf yeah yeah so so let's talk about moringa okay uh it's a very interesting tree moringai it's, we call it Moringa in Tamil. You know, I speak a language also in spoken in South India called Tamil. You know, when I was in our village, my parents had a, my grandparents a little home. Across was a hut where they kept the cow. And coming out of that central part of that hut was a big Moringa tree. The Moringa has leaves. It actually has a fruit, which is a long fruit that grows from it. And so, and uh, that fruit, uh, it's called drumsticks. And Indians use this in a thing called sambar. But the moringai leaf is a very powerful leaf because it actually has all the amino acid profile. In fact, people now recognize that that tree may be the tree of life because it's a very powerful tree. And in fact, the moringai, the, the, the fruit itself is, is very, very valuable for men and for managing all the endocrine systems. So the Russians have been using moringai for all sorts of anabolic effects. It's an amazing thing uh, for women in, in terms of supporting many, but you're supposed to cook and eat it as a fruit. I mean, we used to eat it, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, so Moringa has many, many powerful things. It has enough arginine to support nitric oxide release, but it's an amazing food for women if they're anemic, etc. cetera. Uh, so Moringa, I know, H2O2 is very valuable, particularly you know, if you use a 3% solution, people have periodontal issues. You know, I have personally, uh, uh, found it very val- val- you know if you do it you can put a couple of drops of it when you get up in the morning to clean your uh, tongue right and to brush your teeth with it's very valuable for keeping the mouth bacteria in good shape I'm still here my dog was just at the door and I didn't want her to keep oh really her. okay no worries <laughs> <laughs> she uh, knows we're getting close to the end so she, she always comes to the door yeah. at the very end all right, we're going to take one more caller, guys. Uh, it, it, oh, it looks like Super Ted's still in there. We've got to drop Super Ted off. Uh, let's see. Be our swimmer. Be our swimmer. You are the last caller of the night. Make sure that your stream is muted and go ahead and get your microphone turned on. And uh, while he's looking to do that, I just want to say, Dr. Shiva, thank you so much for being here tonight. All right, be our swimmer. What's going on, my friend? Hey, can you hear me okay? Yep, can hear you good. Good. I'm actually doxing myself right now, and I never even realized that my camera was actually working on my computer. I went to keep that. <laughs> no problem. Anyway, anyways, I don't want to take up too much time. I do I do want to tell you that Thomas did send me here. So oh, great. 
Thomas says hello. If he isn't in the chat, I wanted to say hello on Thomas's behalf. Thomas knows I love him. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate I, it. I lo and I love both of you guys too. You guys are what keep what are keeping me going at this point. Good man. Good. Well, we'll, we'll have plenty of content over the next thirty days. I can. I'll, I'll, wor I'll work on trying to get more calls in as much as possible because I have a lot of like stuff on my mind. In this right. case. I just want to say hi to you for and, and thank you for everything that you and Thomas and all of you content creators do. Thank you so much. Yeah, much boy. love, much light to you guys. Seriously. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right. Now for the doctor, I had a question. I know this is gonna this is gonna get really dark, but I had a question that just popped into my head. For all of these like so-called elites, these people who think they're better than us. What do you think, Ties? Do you know anything, or can you comment anything about this disease that I consider to be psychopathy or psychopaths that truly are the epitome of the true evil of this planet? I know this is going to get real dark. I apologize to the chat. There's so many of you, but this is this is important that a lot of people need to know that there is evil. There is evil in this world, and psychopathy. Well, I feel. I feel ties into this and psychopaths will train and breed and create other psychopaths by <laughs> shattering the psyches. I mean, I would say there, there, the, uh, the, the existence of psychopathy is, uh, is rewarded in American society. I mean, like only here are you going to be able to just screw over as many people as you possibly can and then get rewarded for it. Uh, but yeah, obviously we have a huge problem with psychopaths in, in business. I think a lot of CEOs are psychopaths, obviously uh, a lot of politicians, people in power. What do you think about that, Dr. Shiva? Well, look, uh, I think when you look at this entire uh, process, right? Uh, when I went back to India for my Fulbright, right? There's a very eminent cardiologist and we were at his house and he said something interesting. You know, he said, you know, I grew up really super nice guy. And he goes, you know, he goes, I grew up and my father, he goes, would come home and he would beat the hell out of my mother, okay? Beat the living daylights out of the other and everyone, but then with everyone else, he was the most amazing guy. Like everyone thought this guy was the most incredible human being, okay? Um, and he said, you know, and he said, you know, what is normal anymore in, the, in this world? Like what is a normal good human being? Like what is a level of being a good human being? Like a basic question, he goes, his conclusion was, that we've lost the sense of what it means to be a good human being. What, right? So what I found though is when we started our campaign here, I gotta just let you guys know, man, we, I mean, including you guys here, we are, uh, our campaign attracts really people who've gone through some journey in their lives who are very um, good human beings. I'm not saying perfect, but people who are good human beings who've thought about stuff who wanna do the right thing. And I think, uh, the more that occurs and the, and I think the other part of this is those people being vocal and let me tell you what like I go out there and I'll you know do do these videos and you know expose Fauci and etc whatever right and it's a good thing what I've asked people to do is also find their own voice you know and for them to start speaking out you know um, I um, Someone just said Harvey Weinstein has been sentenced to 23 years in prison. Is oh, that yeah. right? Yeah, uh, that's yeah, that's wonderful. Well, that's wonderful. You say, um, but what I'm trying to say is that it's time that people also find their own voice to articulate, so they're not outsourcing their voice to anyone else. And I think part of this is for people to uh, find the light in themselves and to be able to bring it out. So it's not any one person 
you know so like the Q stuff you know I like some of that stuff but the the other flip side of it is we're not gonna we should not be waiting for someone to do uh, our fight right so each one of us has to be part of this and that's what we've been telling a lot of our volunteers we have amazing people man these people you know no one's paid people come out and they they're helping us collect signatures in the cold etc um, by the way the other politicians pay to get signatures okay we actually go collect all of our signatures but the, but but I think the the thing is for people to start being uh, finding their own self in themselves and learning to fight for some people this is a new phenomenon right Yes. and being able to articulate that um, and I think that's one of the first things that needs to happen because then you're exercising yourself as a human being and you're reconnecting with what it means to be a human being and I ultimately I think that's what that journey is about enough people start doing that the bullies start running away because you know it's like you have one bully and one guy's fighting them all the time and the other six people are watching Um, and the last thing I want to tell you is many years ago I gave a talk uh, with, with a very famous organizational theorist called Price Pritchett you can look him up, Price Pritchett studied all different organizations, you know, Native American organizations, you know, Paleolithic organization structures. And he found out that in any organization, there are three types of people. And he asked, you know, this was at a time when GM was having problems in the 90s. He goes, um, he goes, what do you think the percentage? And he said, there's three types of people, resistors, people who don't want to change anything. They want to keep the way the world is. Then you have fence sitters, people watch which way the world goes right? What you may call grifters in today's world, right? And then you have people who are change agents. And he goes, what is the percentage of those? And he found out that the percentage was almost the same in any organization. What do you think it is? So I'll ask you, uh, uh, so what do you think the percentage of resistors is versus a percentage of uh, fence sitters versus a a percentage of change agents? And obviously that has to add up to 100%. What do you think it is? Go ahead, swimmer. <laughs> oh, great! Thank you. Now you can okay, take a guess. Here. Now we're going to go over time. There's right? no. We're, we're already it's, over. It's, it's, it's no wrong answer. Go ahead. At this point, I might as well give it a try. Okay, change agents. I would say ten percent. Mm-hmm. The unchanging thirty. On the fence, the rest, whatever's left, my addition, my my sixty percent. Sixty. Yeah, you're, you're you're not. You're pretty close. So it turns out it's around. Um, you, you typically have 30% you're right on resistors you actually have 20% change agents and you have 50% of people are fence sitters no, very good yeah, that's, that's, yeah. Good to, that's actually well, really well the next question yeah. the next question Pritchard asked was where do the this is a mistake change agents make people want to change things he said where do you spend most of your time he was talking to you know management and it turns out management let's say you're a change agent manager, most change, most um, uh, managers spend 80% of their time on trying to fix the resistors. The scumbags who you can, you know, these are the people you're trying to argue with, like why Elizabeth Warren is bad, okay? So what he said was, he goes, you have to be like, and he he was telling these 2000 GM executives, you have to be like a bulldog and get rid of those people. And you need to spend 80% of the time on fence sitters. The people who you can bring over okay so that's what we need to understand the people these psychopaths like getting back to what you're saying you're never going to change them man people nope. think oh well i'm going to teach them christ and all that well nope. you know that's bring christ to the fence sitters okay nope. these people are actually pretty far gone 
So that is really the lesson we need to think about in political change. So for that matter, in our own personal change or any change around it. Some people, you know, you have to just cut off. Some people will never change. And there are other people that we're spending 80% over here. And there's these other amazing people that we don't spend time on and building relationships. Our own fellow change agents, we should be building closer bonds with them. And that becomes a magnet to pull the other 50% over our way. We should not be wasting time on these people, you know, the amount of energy. So uh, this, this goes right to the heart of my theory of why I don't engage people on the extreme left on social media, because it just results in uh, suspended accounts and, uh, you know, people getting frustrated. BR Swimmer, thank you for your call, buddy. I appreciate thank your question. We'll talk you thank soon. you. Be well. Thank, thank you. Everybody. Yeah. See you, buddy. All right. So you guys, we have reached the end of our broadcast.